What's going on, everybody? My name is Harold, and this is Micah. And welcome back to the Small Talks Random Thoughts podcast, where every random thought is a brand new episode. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about health. Uh, And this is going to be Micah's favorite thing to talk about. Um, We kind of gave ourselves a little more brief time for this one. And we have some, like, points, basically, that we're going to cover. Like, three questions with their own sub-questions to them to help kind of tie in everything to it will make it sound really pretty really fun and mike is going to do a lot of talking today i'm really just going to be helping kind of guide this one along if anything this is really just mainly micah until we get to the cheese section we're going to have a slight talk a cheeseburger oh boy <laughs> i hate cheese with a passion that's okay micah understands <laughs> yes i do yes i do all right micah so i think we should go ahead and get into this uh question one okay um question one for you <clears throat> is what does the standard healthy diet look like versus the typical americans for versus the typical american diet yes okay. so uh, standard well, healthy diet versus typical american so diet. a typical american diet is full of excess saturated foods processed foods fast foods of all different shapes and sizes so that's excess added sugars and preservatives which are usually salts uh sulfates um, so that's a bunch of excess saturation. Usually it's also full of um, alcohol and sugary drinks and a lack of water to a certain extent. I'm not saying everyone is unhealthy. There's plenty of Americans that actually care, but as a s- statistic, there are a lot of issueous diets out there, and that's usually due to lifestyles. Uh, we kind of talked about that hustle stuff, so we kind of get to get into a little bit of that health topic today. So a healthy diet is one that's meeting all your caloric intake needs, your protein needs, your fat needs. Those are your three basic uh, well, we'll say food groups as far as nutrition goes. As far as the rest of the, the food goes, we have other pieces, but you want to make sure you have enough calories for your day and not too many calories for your day, enough fats for your day, not too many, and then same for proteins. Um, most people will typically do a 2,000 calorie diet for per day. Um, within that, you're looking at about 30%... Oh, sorry, I totally blanked. <laughs> you're good. 30% carbohydrates, 30% proteins, and 40% f- uh, carbohydrates. Did I get that? That's that's fats, proteins, carbohydrates? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Bouncing back off. That's We need two people for this, you know? Exactly. Um, so again, that's 30% fats, 30% proteins, and then 40% carbohydrates to keep you going through the day. That's looking at about, for the set, sedentary average ad, uh, adult in America, you need about three liters of water a day as well on top of that. Um, that's your basic nutritional guideline is just to get that in. It's not super specific on what kind of stuff you get, it, just for the base. That being said, as we get into more stuff, we look at some of the comorbidities and issues you can have with this American diet, which is eat everything and as much as you can, as, as quick as you can, as soon as you can, as many times a day as you can. Eat as much as you want all the time, eat whatever you want all the time, and pay tons of money for it everywhere you go. Eat out wherever you want. Eat out at lunch. Like if you work in an office, it's a pretty common thing for a lot of people to go eat out anytime, all the time, every time. If it's lunchtime, you go out, eat out. You find, hey, what's the new place to go and eat? And it's really fun. It's a great way to bond, but it's not always healthy. And you can go and you can make healthier choices or you can learn to bring lunch and say, hey, I got to sit this one out. I'm taking care of my health or I'm taking care of my budget, whatever it is. And it may be both. Like, it's going to save you some money not eating out every day. Oh, yeah. Um, it takes a little more time to pre-plan meals and everything. And that's where we get kind of get more into that food pyramid idea because that's a great way just to help plan your, your days, whether it's just planning lunches or planning breakfast or planning a big dinner or whatever it is. However, you're going to set it, and everyone's going to have a bit different way of coming at eating. Like, everyone's got a different idea of what a diet is. A diet really is nothing more than a life change that either needs to happen or should happen, will eventually need to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm 21. I've been doing 
diet since I was maybe 16 or so. So I've, I've tried a, <laughs> a good amount of them going through. I've tried almost every one that I've come across. There are a few that I have, and I'm still looking to try those ones. One of those is Atkins, and that one's actually been recommended to me. So I'm going to do a little bit of research into that one as well. But for most general diets, what you're doing is trying to either cut out certain things or add certain things into your diet. The idea with that is really, really nice, but most people have an issue with cutting things out of their diet. You typically find issues, especially if you have a bunch of fast food and sugar things. Um, as soon as it hits your brain, all the sugar in that do counts as a dopamine rush, and that basically gets you addicted to sugar over and over and over again. It's It basically sets, there's uh, two different sets of signals you get in your brain. That we have that one dopamine. There's another actual tracker that sets like um, little trackers down every time you have something that gives dopamine so your brain goes oh I know what this is and I want it again so fast food becomes addicting sugar becomes addicting so this is a really big issue um, as far as regular diets go so cutting out certain types of sugar is really really healthy cutting out times you go and eat fast food is really healthy so like one way I recommend it's usually easier for people instead of going full cold turkey and cutting out everything is start with a percentage i like to eat about 80 20 so 80 percent of my diet during the week is really healthy and then 20 percent is a little bit of crap i throw in um, when i'm looking at doing something like a competition i'll go 90 10 or i'll go as close as i can to 100 but that's just for like getting really strict or for weight loss on a really like strict part but you can work in and start on like a 60 40 70 30. those percentages are really easy to start working in some healthy foods and making alternative choices in food is a lot easier you start swapping things out so you still keep where you're at you just change one or two things every few weeks, and as you go, it starts improving. Uh, so that's, that's uh, I think, a good answer to question one as far as it goes. Is there anything that I, I missed that you think I need no, to hit on? I think that was excellent. Um, I know, personally for me, I don't have the healthiest diet, and I right. know I've been working on that, and you've been helping me work through yes. that. So it's been really interesting like getting to see the secondary kind of outside perspective to just this podcast and what we're going to talk around here, right. but like seeing it play into action and actually being used. Um, for someone like me who is in that, I just really like the typical American, quote-unquote typical American diet with the fatties and the fast foods and just eating whatever I can, whenever I can kind of thing. Yeah. Like to see myself trying to implement things like a bit of fruit or a bit of vegetable here or there and trying to find ways around it. Like I know personally for me what helps work my way through some of like the vegetables like spinach and eating things that I hate like kale. Like that stuff Amen just, to that. That's <sighs> disgusting. Just <laughs> I'm a health nut and I hate kale. Don't worry, it's an acquired taste. It's like, nasty. It's good in stuff, but it takes a while to eat on itself. Yeah, it's so bad. Mm -hmm. But finding ways like putting it into a blender with mm -hmm. a banana, some strawberries, a little bit of milk, right. blending all of that together with like, maybe some lemon in there or something like that, and adding just this just hodgepodge of flavor together. But like certain things that you know will help taste better. Right. Put it all together, make a smoothie out of it pour it into a cup and then drinking it that way that's so helpful i had one of those like green smoothies that your sister mm -hmm. makes she made one and brought it over to the house this morning we, we become um, health nuts <laughs> i'm fine with it i like it personally yeah. i enjoy it and i think it's okay um oh yeah like it's, uh, it's, it's really, really helpful yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice way to have a breakfast you have a bit of a nice fruit smoothie with a little vegetable and then you get a little bit of excess carbohydrates and protein somewhere else fill your fats in if you're not getting it in your smoothie and there you go exactly that's why we had the smoothies and then cinnamon rolls today. Like, we made up a couple pans of cinnamon rolls and chowed down on them, but we also drank the smoothies, which I know for you, you hate cinnamon rolls. Oh, no, I um, love them. They're just really bad for you. To, yeah, yeah, like chemical part. structure and everything. I'm going, uh-oh, this mm -hmm. is not good. <laughs> but it tastes so good. Right, and that's that's, that's one of the big drawback catches with mm -hmm. sugar and salt is we like it, and exactly. we should like it. It's something we're built to like. It's other animals, say, take cats and dogs, for instance, they really, they literally can't taste sweet. We have that palate where we can taste sweet. Like, we're made to eat some of it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's one reason we don't like eating a lot of, like, straight raw meat. Mm -hmm. 
number one, it's not safe, and number two, it's just not very good. Mm-hmm. Our palates are different for that. We just have to find where we're in societally and then find where we're looking for health-wise, what our goals are, and see how does this adjust from where I am with society to what I kind of want to do, not just on my own. Like, there are other people out there, but how do I change the societal view of what I'm doing personally? It, it Like, it's a personal choice there. Yeah. Um, so, okay. With that being said, we've kind of covered the diet part of that. I think so, um, yeah. I think we're going to transition now to the second subcategory to that question of what the standard healthy looks like versus yes. the typical American, which is sleep. Yes. Sleep is very important, and yeah. I'd love to hear what you have to say about all of that. So seemingly. I am by, by no means a scientist, and this is not going to be a fatigued answer that really flushes everything out, but just as a basic... Um, your general American needs roughly eight hours of sleep. It's anywhere, and that that will change as you grow and go to different points in your life. Like, as you get older, you will need less sleep. You just won't need as much. You're not growing anymore. You don't have as much going on. Even if you're busy, your body literally doesn't need the excess sleep, and it won't be able to use it necessarily either. Like, you'll start just having issues. You wake up really groggy. I do it already, and <laughs> I need more than most average people, so I need about 10 hours. Um, just with uh, me being autistic and going through, I, I end up needing a lot more time because I'm just wiped out at the end of the day because I've had so many social things to try to figure out, like people talking and going, what are their words? What are they meaning by that? Is there something I need to know? So, mm-hmm. um, again, people will need it from anywhere on a range. Um, recommended is anywhere between like six to ten on that range. You want to hit about eight as for, for most people. That's just the average. It's like saying everyone will have 2.5 kids, 2.3 kids, whatever it is. Like you're not going to have a percent kid. You're not going to have an exact eight hour sleep schedule, but point to point on that, you want to be anywhere between like six to 10 hours a night. Some people need a little more. Some people need a little less. I have an uncle who sleeps like four hours a day period. And he's fine. Um, it's just how his body's built. He's been to doctors and stuff like everyone's a little bit different. So don't like, it's not a one size fits all category. It's yes, I'm playing with my hair. He's been staring up at it. It keeps going higher and higher. Um, (laughs) but within sleep and everything you have number one, the amount of time you sleep, but also the times you go to bed. So it's recommended on a dietary scheduling that you don't eat for two hours before you go to bed. That lets your digestive system and your mouth get a, a good balance on the pH without having excess saliva and excess things trying to eat away at your enamel. Um, Just like brushing your teeth at night is a really good way to keep that out and keep plaque down. Um, Not eating two hours before also settles down your brain, and along with settling down your digestive system, it lets you go from I'm hungry to I'm satiated and I need to rest. Um, This is a time to kind of wind down. It's like how people recommend not looking at blue lights or screens when you're getting ready for bed. Like They also recommend about two hours because that's the time it takes your brain to kind of like just settle down that's a healthy thing as well so with sleep that's a really big thing um no matter what you're doing as far as food or exercise goes if you're not getting adequate sleep and you're not really getting adequate rest then you're not going to be able to number one have enough energy not going to be able to recover you're just going to have problems everywhere and it's going to make more problems if you're not able to fix the ones you already have um again this is something you get to do with other people hopefully and for the most part seek out people there's plenty of people out in these industries this is this will kind of bring us into another question too is like why seek out uh, health enthusiasts and health health uh, people who do this for a job health professions basically um, but it's for that like information like some of us really just are like total geeks on this stuff we love this stuff and so we, we research it we want to know it we, it's not something we like feel like we need to have so for those of you that feel like you need to have it there are people out there that want to do this and don't mind living in a relationship with you you gotta like search them out but we are there you'll find them in every fitness industry um <laughs> so the last point i'll hit on is your circadian rhythm the whole point to when you go to sleep trying to set a time where you get into a habit of going to sleep at the same time 
for most of your week is a really healthy thing to do. Setting the same time to wake up and go to bed really sets your rhythm. So it lets your heart and your brain kind of catch up and go, I know what's going on. Even though everything else is going on outside and it might change, what I have here is going to stay mostly the same. That number one reduces stress, but also number two just helps your body find that rhythm and kind of catch itself as it goes. It helps it transition to a point where it's able to work on everything it needs to without overstressing about, oh no, I have less sleep now. And like, and that stresses you out too as soon as it gets to a point where you're able to like think about it. So not even just something that your brain's working on without like really telling you what's going on. You just end up being stressed and stuff. But something you'll even notice is if you like go to bed at three, four hour differences every night, you're going to be really stressed out. Your body really just doesn't know what's going on at that point. You've like completely pulled the wool over its eyes, to use a preferred bill saying. <laughs> it just has problems catching up with that. So setting that time, and even if it's like an hour or two off every now and then, that's fine too. But just setting that several times. So like, for example, Sundays and Wednesday nights, I'm at church a little later. I like to usually be in bed by 9 o'clock and like winding down, go to bed about 9.30 or 10. Um... That being said, I'm usually out a bit later on Sundays and Wednesdays just for church, just to be out and hanging out with people, seeing people and socializing. Like, it's a good thing. It's healthy. But at the same point, when I get back, it's later. So even if I have two days a week, that can affect it. And I'm I'm kind of set to the point where I'm like, I'm like okay, most weeks I'm going to do this. I'm good with doing this, even though I'm a little bit more tired. Is It's kind of finding that balance and that metric to say, I'm going to do this. This is going to be most of my system, but it doesn't have to be a completely ironclad system. Like, I can't. I'm not. Uh, you don't want to be rigid, basically, with anything you're doing in your life. It's good to have rules, but if you don't have a relationship, it's an issue. Like, that's the same thing with parenting. It's the same thing with you working with yourself. You don't want to be rigid and say, I have this rule, I can't ever break it. If I ever do, everything falls apart. Because obviously, there's no relationship there where you're working with yourself. You're just making yourself do something. And let me tell you, no one wants to be told what to do, even if they're the one telling themselves to do it. You want to work with yourself to go, oh yeah, no, I agree, that makes sense. You kind of want to give yourself a sense to go, I know I'm stubborn, but I think this would be a good idea. Oh good, I'm so glad we caught up with ourselves. Yeah. Let's let's in institute this. And like it sounds silly, but that's that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's it's really good. Um, I know coming from a standpoint where I'm coming from, even with myself, I go to bed typically about 12 o'clock, whereas you go to bed at like 9, 9.30 right. on an average basis. And we both have our own set time that we do, and you sleep up around 10 hours that you said as often as possible. And right. I usually get anywhere between five to six hours, and mm -hmm. that's just my natural circadian kicking in and being like, okay, you went to bed at 12, you're getting up at 6.30. Have a good time with that. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, why? But it happens. And so I tend to be right. up really late at night. I'm a night owl. I tend to just do everything in the evening as much as possible. It's also when I'm most active. Um, and so it's really neat to always see, like, how you choose to interact. Because for me, like, with you being autistic, it's a little different for you right. handling people in general. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> seeing you come home after handling people and the oh, way you look. I appreciate like, your patience on that. You always look so <laughs> dead. Like, you look upset almost when you come home. You're like, I had to deal with people. Right. And no, like, that's mm -hmm. that's the fun part of it. I am incredibly upset when I come home because I've had to deal with people all day. I love people. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't like dealing with people, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is the, it's the hard part of that. It's really hard to tell what you guys are saying and what you guys mean by stuff. Um, it gets better when I when I know you and kind of know what's going on, but it's it's still challenging and it's every single thing going on. You make a small movement, I notice it. You make a small like uh, sound or something, I'm picking up on and going, do what does that mean? Do I need to do anything? Is there anything going on? Part of that for me is stress too, like knowing that I'm not catching everything, like trying to figure out what I need to catch. Mm -hmm. um, so. We've talked about sleep as well, like having a healthy mental space. Um, I'll just go on a five-minute tangent on this, maybe maybe not five minutes, but just having a, like a good stressful um, mental space on this, just kind of keeping yourself understanding of what's stressing you out and why it's stressing you out. It's not that you got to fix everything immediately, 
But the, for that first step, it's kind of knowing, hey, I'm stressed out. Secondly, it's knowing, hey, what's stressing me out? Why is it stressing me out? And then next bit's going through and kind of discovering why you want it to change and then starting to work on it. And working on it with people is really helpful. So like with me, I'll, I'll go ahead and if I'm coming home late at night or something, Harold's learned, like, if I look super dead, don't talk to me, don't touch me, get away and give me some time. Um, if I'm come in and I start talking about stuff, he's like, okay, we're fine. Like when he says something, I'll ask if I have questions. I'm like, hey, did I go overboard on something here? Did I say something that didn't need to be said? Because I really won't pick up on it. Mm -hmm. Like especially if it's anything literal. Like I get straight literalism. So if you're being sarcastic with me, usually it goes straight over my head. And that's the um, fun part about living with you too. Cause yeah. I think they're random sarcastic <laughs> comments at you, and you just goes right. And like I get that it's sarcastic. I completely 100% understand it's sarcastic, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Your brain so, still reads it as he was being literal about yes, that. Yes, and I have no filter to understand that it's actually sarcastic. So like that causes a big point of stress. So even for those of you that aren't autistic, like there's a, a big portion of you out there. You know, I'm not. I'm not just talking just people with autism and everything. And that's cool. Um, not to not to put a point on that, but just like everyone, we always deal with stress. So whatever your stress points are, it's just like part of that sleep schedule is helping you understand some part of where you're stressed because it's going to kick you one way or the other to actually do something that moves your stress around. You're going to go, oh, I kind of see this now. It's it's poking me in one place or the other. You push the other way, it pokes you somewhere else. Uh, but it gives you that visual representation of like, this is what's stressing me out in my life. Mm -hmm. Alongside our hustle culture uh, talks and everything, understanding that you want to live a more balanced life, finding what it is that's really important to you and making that a priority finding what that is uh, for us it's that's christ that's really just like figuring out what that is and we're nowhere near perfect and trying to be less self-righteous about it every day because you know that's that's a big push to be like oh i want to be like christ i want to be good i want to be cool so i want to push for that it's really it's not about us pushing to be perfect to be right or to be anything because that's not what we were called to be so for us that like that takes some of that stress off we're not being called to be the ceo of a multi-million dollar company period like that doesn't mean we can be God's going to use that period, but he's not setting you down going, you have to be this. You have to work an 80 hour week in order to be good in my book. Like he took us when we were nothing Yeah. and he still accepts us while we're nothing. And even though when we see ourselves in earthly standards and something, we're still nothing. He, it's, it's what he gives us and what he is that really gives us anything. So uh, like it's a stress level for us. That's, that's, that's super helpful because we're just like, well, like I need to work hard. I need to do this. That's still in the Bible. Like it's work hard, do a good job understand what you're doing and like love people but your entire job is to love people so no matter what you're doing as a vocation love people no matter what your regular job or your day job is love people that's your life job so like in stress and everything that's still your life job and that's tough it really is there's so many facsimiles in different parts of that they kind of blend in and give incredible amounts of stress so having those people in your life is helpful having that sleep patterns helpful having a little exercise is really beneficial i actually have a point on this i actually looked up because i want to make sure i gave you guys correct information on this yeah so weekly physical activity requirements while i'm here you know on the health thing we actually get to do this today i don't get sidelined <laughs> i get to talk health well real quick because yeah, i do want to make sure that we just like fully cover this one <laughs> little point because we're about to because really quick so question two is going to move into like the working out and the health idea yeah, of yeah. routine and stuff like that to it but before we move into that i would love for us to kind of finish this conversation on right. sleep and the importance of right. it and since you brought up mental health, my oh, yeah, mom's yeah. a certified mental health coach. I know I've made a mention of it before, um, or at least I believe I have. Um, in the if podcast. not, there you go. Yep, and if not, my mom's <laughs> a certified mental health coach. She works like almost every day on trying to figure out what's the best possible solution to help people mentally get over things like depression, anxieties, um, Micah's bad hair, like, <laughs> anything. Like, she, she tries to help find ways to get over this. Um, and oh, my oh, oh, that's oh, Stand oh. it back up, please. I, I prefer the Jack-Jack hair. 
I'm, I'm in need of a haircut. That's what he's making a mention to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one cut. Yes, it did. Mm, like the haircut I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but like sleep can be affected by things like your mental state in general. Right. Not only sleep, but like being affected by stress, but mm-hmm. it can be like affected by depression. Depression mm-hmm. causes people to want to sleep more right. because they don't care about anything happening around them. There's a lot going on in their mind and they prefer to not have to deal with right. that. And especially um, with not having a lot of motivation to do anything, there's no real reason to do anything other than sit there or sleep or, mm-hmm. you know, eat every now and then when you need to, if that's even a thing you're thinking about. Exactly. Along with hormonal changes, it creates a whole problem of stuff, and that's, you know, just excess stress. So you get a bunch of androgens and all other kinds of things hitting you, and you're just like, <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but not, like, not fun. Oh, no, it's not fun. And yeah. we'll, of course, touch more on, like, the idea of mental health and stuff like that. We'll have um, we'll have a few episodes, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, and like, my mom's going to join us on one of them, too. So awesome, we'll actually have awesome. a certified mental health coach that will yeah. actually come on. She'll talk and, like, explain a lot of stuff that goes on in the mind to us. It's going to be really great. I'm very excited to have her on the podcast with us at some point. Um, we're looking at possibly episode 10 for that. Okay. Possibly not fully defined, but possibilities of it being there. Which one is this? This one's episode 5. Oh, okay. That's cool. five episodes cool. from now as a possibility. So that's within like a month, really. Yeah. Little known fact for everyone: I can't keep track of numbers. No, he's not. He's not a numbers guy. He's not a tech guy. He is. I have a book, and I know how to read the book. And this is a bucket. There you go. This is a bucket. <clears throat> Dear God. <laughs> but wait, there's more. No. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry for any of you who didn't get that. Um. You're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, basically, that's the Team Fortress 2 video reference oh. from their advertisement group when they just did some random advertisements. And it's it's funny. It's oh. out there. If you're ever curious, go look it up. By the way, if you, uh, Valve's listening to this, uh, sponsor us. Uh, anywho. <laughs> uh, back to topic and back to the important stuff. Um, really quick. Like, we'll kind of start into question two and getting, like, a little bit of, like, point one covered out of it because there's three points to it. And then we're actually going to jump to an advertisement. Ooh, Um, yes! We are officially sponsored by... By popcorn! (laughs) No, by Anchor, our um, podcasting recording studio stuff. And they have an entire ad that they'd love us to run, and we'll get into that here in just a few. Okay, okay. So, with that being said... Squarespace. (laughs) Episode two, or not? Episode <laughs> Look at you, dead! You threw me out. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it's okay. Pudding. Um, pudding. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Distracted. 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 It's no. a lifestyle, man. It, it, is, it is. That's <laughs> what happens when you put you and me in a room. Oh yeah. It's yeah. just distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets even worse. When That's you why this is people. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Anywho, question two. Is it really? Oh. <laughs> 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 Anyways, question two. The question is how often should someone work out within the week okay yeah so we'll start out with that you but i mean if you got questions like stop me because I, I won't know to stop um, of course the guidelines i actually i really like using nasm's platform that's the national academy of sports medicine that's where i got um yeah sports yeah sports medicine that's it yeah <laughs> so that's where i actually got certified as a personal trainer I got the job, guys, by the way. If you've been keeping up with us, I finally got a job training. So uh, really excited about that. It's been awesome so far. My client's awesome. He's got an incredible foundation and food so far. He likes kale. I'm so happy. Like, I can't express the joy I have. He, I was talking to him the other day. He's like, I like kale. I'm like, oh, 
you're one of the rare few. I don't understand him. I, I'd like to meet him though, and just oh, yeah, question yeah. as to why he likes kale. Right. No, I mean he, he's a great guy, really fun to talk to, and he likes kale. And I'm so excited about this as a health professional because most people I run into are like, oh, I don't like vegetables. I don't like all this stuff. And he's listing all these ones he likes, and I'm like, ha oh, ha, you're like the best first client I've ever had. Um, Anyway, back to guidelines. So this is NASM's <laughs> blog on the weekly fitness activity requirements for fitness. Physical activity required. There we go. So it, guidelines recommend at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity cardiorespiratory exercise, 75 minutes of vigorous intensity or a combination of moderate and vigorous exercise per week. Recommendation for resistance training is two or more days per week with exercises for all major muscle groups. That's a minimum of one set, 8 to 12 reps, or 8 to 12 repetitions of that same motion for each muscle group. So flexibility and neuromotor exercises, that's balance and agility and coordination is also recommended at least twice a week just to keep your skills there. Um, and I will jump down just a little bit too. It's looking at those 150 minutes of moderate intensity is recommended to be ideally 30 minutes a day, five times per week. That's just a basic recommendation on how often you should be exercising. Now, as age groups differ too, it's going to be a little different. Um, but no matter what age you are, you do want to stay active. As you're younger and as like you're a kid, you want to be doing more stuff like play. Number one, that's just psychological stuff you're developing, working on learning how to play. If you're doing stuff with people, that's incredibly helpful for development. But on the same side, you're getting exercise, you're moving around, you're running, you're doing things. Whether you're running outside, running inside, playing house and running away from cops or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> whatever it is, kids do. Oh, we're running from the police now, oh, I see. We, we had a fun, fun, uh, fun, I had some fun friends. <laughs> We were all kids, don't worry about it. Anyway. Running from the police as children. For shame, Micah, for oh, shame. Oh, one of us was a cop, don't worry. <laughs> anyway, um, but point of that, as, you're, as you get older and as an adult, you get a little more structure and you get a little more understanding of what, you know, exercise is and what rules and logic is. So you get a little better understanding, especially as you get older, you, you kind of need that to keep your, your bones working, the calcium actually staying there. You're, you actually want to stay loose so you don't get all tightened up. Like, there's a, I find this... There's a quote at the gym I work at, and it says, the moment you stop working is the moment you become old. The moment you stop working out, working, period. Like, you become old. You don't become old and then start working out. Like, you can be old, and you can work to it. That's cool, but you're going to get old as soon as you stop doing stuff. Like, eventually you'll get there. The body's just going to do that. But you're going to have a much better chance of living and living an even better life, which is just an easier life. It's harder in some ways, but it's easier in the long term, just being able to not have to have as many issues and being able to work on them, too. That's, that's what all this exercise is for. Whether you're young or old, it's just helping you fix any issues you have and continue to help you to move forward with stuff. Keeping you healthy, and a lot of times it's really fun. It doesn't have to be a straight weightlifting class. You can go run. A lot of people really like that. And uh, there's some people that don't like running, like me. So what I do is I run Spartan races. They're incredibly fun. They're basically like, it tricks me into running because it's CrossFit. So I get to do a bunch of compound exercises, lifting heavy weights, throwing things around, and then I get to run to the next station. I'm like, ooh, I get to go to the next one. And the monkey man gets excited. Yeah, or you can do things like martial arts or soccer or football, like any kind of sport, even tennis, though. You know, you get tennis elbow. You can do that even without playing tennis. So, you know, you might as well be worth a shot. Take a swing. See if your elbow feels up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, just finding ways to be active. There's so many out there that it's easy enough to find at least one. And that's at the least. And it's a great way to find social activities with other people. Whether you're doing a one-on-one -on -one sport like martial arts, which is usually one-on-one, -on -one, you hope, unless you're at a special test or anything and they throw other people in to get you. Um, or you're doing something like soccer, where it's a full team sport. You just have people around you. It's a great way to have social like foundations, keep yourself going. When you're tired and you don't want to go, but you know your friends are going to be there, you know you enjoy it, you're going to be a lot more pressed to go there on motivation and dedication than you would be if it was a one-on-one, -on -one, like, I'm going to go run on the street. Ugh, I don't want to do that. Most people don't. It's really boring. 
but you can find fun ways to do it. Like people listen to music. I pound music when I'm going through. You also, um, you want it about 60, 60% is like the best point to have headphones at. But just by the way, just a public service announcement. If it's higher than that, you can cause your damage. Uh, just a small public service announcement. Most people have them higher, so I just want to put that out. I used to all the time, and now I put it down to about 60%. Uh, that's just recommended. So, uh, just putting that out there. Who needs to hear when they're old? We got hearing aids for that. Uh, that's like saying <laughs> you have a crutch instead of having a leg. Yeah, but... It's not bah. the same thing. It's not that it won't work and not that we won't do it if that happens, but it's not the goal we want to aim for. You know, and that's... Uh, yeah. So, and that's the whole point <laughs> on goals. So we'll get to that at some point. Don't, Don't worry, Micah. That was sarcasm. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. It's okay. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that... Yeah. Okay. What's our next question? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know where I'm at. We've transferred so far that I'm like, I'm here, but that's all I know. That's okay. That actually gives us a perfect chance to go ahead and move into our advertisement. Oh, Squarespace. So, yes. <laughs> okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for taking that short little minute and a half to listen to that ad. Putting we really appreciate it, and I don't know where that came from. Squarespace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor, just a really fun thing to say. Yes. Uh, anywho, uh, back to what we were talking about for the podcast anyways, which is health. Uh, we were already on our way through question two, which was how often should someone work out within the week? We made it through the initial part of that question. Now let's break it down into those three subcategory questions. Awesome. Uh, is it okay to carb load before a workout at all? That, <laughs> that's a touchy subject right there. So everyone's going to have a personal opinion on this, and there are a few professional with different opinions. Um, if you're carb loading, you're going to be something, doing something like running. It's going to be a lot of cardiorespiratory activity. It's not going to be a lot of weightlifting. If you're doing a lot of weightlifting, don't go carb load. That's bad. That's not going to help you, especially not right before. So the recommendations for running is typically eating a bigger carb loading meal the night before you're going on a run. So like most people have pasta. That's a pretty common thing. Uh, again, I recommend whole wheat pasta because the difference between a simple sugar and a complex sugar and a simple carbohydrate and a complex carbohydrate is that a simple carbohydrate is not going to last you very long. A simple sugar is a lot healthier for you. So what you find in stuff like white bread or regular enriched wheat flours or in most pastas is a simple carbohydrate and a complex sugar, which is not something your body wants to break down. That's complex bonds of sugar which are not meant to be broken down um, and are not good for us to have over and over and over again along with the simple carbohydrate, which is going to break down and give you an immediate rush of sugar, but it's not going to help you long-term, like on a run. So that being said, stuff like whole wheat pasta or quinoa is a much better option because it's a complex carbohydrate. It's going to take longer to break down and give you more sustained energy, and it's also a simple sugar. So it's going to give you a lot less of a sugar rush and much less issues on a glycemic level. Um, on top of that, if we're looking at other ways of exercise, I wouldn't recommend carb loading. You want to make sure you have carbs. It's very, very important. But you also want to take into uh, thought your blood glucose. Yeah, you want to take into your blood glucose levels. And that's if you work outside. That's if you work in any job where you're constantly on your feet. That's if you're working at a workout. You want to make sure that's something along with your water you're taking into index and account for. Because if you don't, you're just going to slowly shut down. And it, just like dehydration, if your blood glucose level is low, your body's going to start shutting down. So it's incredibly important. If you're weightlifting, you want to make sure you usually have a meal on you. Some people like to work out without anything on them. And I don't recommend it. It's not that you can't do it. It's just that it's not the healthiest thing. Especially if you're lifting heavier weights, you have a 
bigger tendency to pass out when you don't have anything holding yourself down. Blood glucose. <laughs> so with other generalized weightlifting techniques and programs, what you're doing is not strict cardiorespiratory. So you don't want to just sit there and eat as much as possible of all carbs because then you don't get your regulated fats and you don't get your regulated proteins in the same amount you need. You also don't want to eat, um, how should we say, um, within 30 minutes of exercise. You want to eat at least 30 minutes before. Recommended is anywhere between 2 hours to 30 minutes before an exercise because that's the window that it's going to actually help you with. Other than that, aside from looking at caloric indexes with what we're talking about with carb loading, it's not going to help you for weight lifting. So if you're having a protein bar, again, I'd recommend having a whole meal, but you know, on the go as it happens, protein bars are a thing. They happen, especially if you have a low glycemic index, it's way better than nothing, even if you don't eat the whole thing. Um, definitely take a lot of water that. But anyway, um, that, that'll be that. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, coming around, we're going to kind of quick, really fast, yeah, kind yeah. of Absolutely. run through the second and third is like one combined question. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and we're going to run this one as quickly as possible. He's saying I do... talk long. You are long, that's okay. <laughs> that is totally okay. We just need it to is. make sure that we continue to at least uphold some form of condensity for the podcast because we don't want to do it for like three hours. Oh, what? They don't want to sit here for three hours? Yeah, most of them aren't going on three-hour car rides across the country to try to go visit family. Oh, <laughs> pity. Uh, anywho, um, <laughs> looking at the second and third point to this, the questions are, should you take things such as protein powder, and how healthy are supplements such as creatine? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Remember, we're only covering the cover of these. How healthy and... So, then I will say this from a point of me not being a registered dietitian, me not being someone who can recommend this on any given level. I am not recommending anything that is not already from some other place. Um, I really like NASM. They have a pretty good setup on protein stuff. You can go and look up their blogs. I am very twitchy on proteins because as you take stuff like creatine, it's like straight protein amino acids it's really good but it's also very very condensed so um you tend to have issues if you're overusing that or under regulating your water and intake of everything else you can have proteins issues when you have too much basically um and that can well i mean you, you so you see some power lifters you know they lose hair they get really bulky and stuff it's not that it doesn't work you can there's just side effects and you want to make sure you regulate it um, if you're taking supplements, uh, know what your supplements are, know what's in them, and try to find a good company. Supplements are a little bit different than regular food places. You can't; They won't actually list everything that's specifically in there because they're not regulated to have to. They won't tell you if it's a synthetic blend necessarily or a regular blend, and you can't tell. So with some things you need to know, um, other things you don't need to. So doing a little research on the supplements you use is really helpful. Um, on the side of that, real quickly, if you're using Gatorade or some type of protein powder drink or sugar thing if you're doing that and you're only working out for an hour and you're inside and you're not doing rigorous exercise you don't need it stick with water if you're outside for more than a half hour in hot heat doing something sure absolutely that's fine for your blood glucose level you need that but if you're just working out for an hour and it's like an hour that's it and you're working out but you're not like doing rigorous exercise you don't need it your body literally just need the extra sugar you're not burning enough to actually make it worth it that and Gatorades and st drinks like that can be really high in sugars, which, again, kind of negates some of the progress you're trying to make. So, using body armors and um, what are they called? anything that's supporting excess BCAAs are really, really helpful. But you want to know what's in it. So, again, reading the label, seeing if they have added sugar, what the added sugar is, how much it is, 
you want to regulate that. Again, there are plenty of apps that give you a daily recommendation for how much sugar you should have, how much of what kinds of sugar you should kind of put in your diet. I highly recommend putting aside some spare time for that. We may hit that too. Again, that's part of what this podcast is for. It's your ease of access to be able to listen to the fact that we know some of what we're talking about. <laughs> I suppose that works. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on to our, our next question. Yes, and really quick, like half a second before we hop yeah, into yeah, the sure. next question, I do want to make a mention. Um, this is just like a quick PSA about things like Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. Always check the pH like level on them. <laughs> Gatorade is one of the worst things when it comes down to like what's in it for your teeth, and mm-hmm. it can really tear apart the enamel on your teeth and affect them. That's why a lot of like athletes they actually have really poor dental care. Because it's not that they're not brushing. Or oh, they need regular. really good dental care because need, of it. Well, they need really, really good, but they personally are really poor about their dental care. It's because they're taking these things that are like Gatorade that are really high in sugars and really high on the pH scales. Mm-hmm. And they're very, very, very acidic, mm-hmm. but they're not healthy for your teeth. Right. They're really great for getting some electrolytes into your system really fast. But when it comes down to it, that's a short term versus a long term. There's other things you can definitely get that work better for that. Right. Um, but that's just like a quick PSA. If you don't care about your teeth, drink it. If you care about your teeth, I would suggest trying <laughs> to stick away from it as much as possible. Right. And like, it's the more you know is the more you know. So it doesn't mean you need to read everything and understand it completely. But just taking a look at it and going, maybe this is something that could be interesting to my health. You know, yeah. this might be something like 20 years down the road that's going to make an effect. Well, just yeah, learning and- a little today helps you a lot tomorrow. Well, the cool thing is, too, and like even at that with drinks and stuff like that, which, again, this is a small thing to help people along with this. Right. Uh, it's right there on the front label. Like, they usually tell you, like, hey, this is the pH of this. It's even on, like, certain waters when you go to get, like, different branded waters and stuff. They're going to put it there, and it's really dumb that they uh, put it don't there. don't get me started on this. Keep but, going. Yeah, there, there's, there's some marketing scams, if you ask me, hiding there. But, 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 some different water companies that are, like, you know the single single bottle single cell right like ones that are a little more expensive they hide like more stuff in their waters mm-hmm. that's why they can quote unquote refresh better and they taste better but then they directly label it with like a different ph than mm-hmm. the standard water's ph level right and that is that is something to look at because if you're not looking at that what they could have put in there to help with that refreshing mm-hmm. taste of it or the added electrolytes as can they can be sugar put. and caffeine instead of regular electrolytes sodium mm-hmm. potassium and other ion chains that are going to help you and actually get you moving right exactly um, but with that being said we'll move on to question three and i think this one's going to touch a little bit more home to you i know you're a little biased about this one um <laughs> just a little bit you know oh, i'm already getting um, up in my seat what's this about is it better to have a personal trainer or to do it yourself so I am a little biased on this, but it com- like I think it comes from a good place. You guys are welcome to judge that yourself, but um, I don't recommend everyone have a personal trainer just to have a personal trainer, just to be able to have one or anything like that. The reason I would recommend a personal trainer is if you have no exercise experience or you've been injured and a doctor's given you exercises and you have no idea how to do them, or you need someone in there doing it with you and you don't know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing and you've been doing it for a while, unless you're looking for some specific gain that you don't know, you don't necessarily need a trainer. They can be great tools. It not only provides them with a job, which is where I'm biased, but it also helps the train the trainee themselves get to where they're going. And if they can't get there themselves or they need help or they think it'd be easier to do it with a trainer, there's no problem with that. So, again, a big point on, in, on working out is budget. So a lot of places, corporate places, especially around Alabama, um, are 24-7 gyms and some of them have trainers and some of them don't offer trainers or it's like very limited on training like oh we're all booked and it's usually very expensive on stuff like that it depends where you go the place i train at it's uh, called chuck's gym off wall triana 7495 
Uh, <laughs> nice little ad right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is in Alabama, folks. Yeah, um, Justin Madison. So, <laughs> anyway, point to point for that. Yeah, the way we do it is it's not to say that we won't charge you a rate. And for the most people who can pay, we work to work with you on payment. And if you can't pay very much, we work to work with you on payment. We're there to help you with health and to make money. The and to make money is important, but it's also a, a second piece of that. It's not the only piece. We're not just there to make money. Um, and there's plenty of good places out there, too. You have to search for them, but they're there. So I recommend it to people who don't know what they're doing, getting in for the first time, or getting in after a while. If you need a kick, even if you know what you're doing, you just don't feel like doing it, or you're feeling like you're having a hard time with it, that social support is incredible, because we're literally there to help you with that. That's our entire job, is to focus on your health, your wellness, how you're feeling, what's going on. Like, we're not therapists, but we are the first step below that that gets you going, like, oh, maybe therapy, if that's a thing. Nutritional stuff. We're not nutritionists, most of us. Some of us are, and that's cool, but we're not dietitians. Um, we can give generalized health advice and that's all i'm doing here is just generalized health advice it's not saying you have to do this this is the best thing for you it's going this has been seen in many studies to be the best recommendations for most people so as far as that goes yes i would recommend personal trainers for a lot of people but you need to know why it's not just recommending them period and saying oh well that's great that's like saying recommending police for everything period if they're not trained in firefighting that's not helpful it's recommending a doctor to fix an engineer's job is not going to help Again, they're great in their fields. So are we. That's that's really all there is. Like, if you feel like you have questions about something, ask a trainer. That's fine. Save up some money for it. If that's something you're interested in or is important to you, put it aside. Work on it. Try to find a trainer who works with you. If they don't work with you, that's missing the point. <laughs> the entire point is to help you do something. It's a relationship. And there needs to be money because they need to make money, but it doesn't need to, like, charge you out the roof. So... It just depends on the person where you're at. If you can pay it, sometimes that's helpful. If you can't pay it, we'll usually work with you on some things as, like, if we're human, you know? Yeah, yeah, and of course. Again, we have we have bills to pay, too. We've got stuff going on, so it can be a little hard sometimes. But we do want to work with people. We like people. We're in the business for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, with, like, that kind of falling into the vein, say somebody does, in fact, want to get into having a personal trainer yeah, yeah. to work with. And they're really pushing towards that. Um, what does it look like cost-wise to have a personal trainer versus not having a personal trainer? Okay, so... Again, I know you touched on that idea of, like, payment, the payment's right, yeah. a little more, like, so flexible, but give me a standard rate. Yeah, so it depends on the gym you're going to. Some of it can be, like, included. You get a few free sessions when you pay for the gym membership. Most gyms will make you pay the gym membership, and then you'll have to pay extra for the trainer because it's an extra service. It's the service they provide, so it's their job, but it's a side service when you're considering when you're going to the gym. So for most people, it's not worth it to get a trainer because of the extra price. Um, coupling it together would be helpful, but it's really hard to make the gym get enough money and the trainer get enough money. Most trainers start at $29 a month uh, a session, and that's really expensive for a lot of people. It's understood. like It's a big price to pay for that. We, we all are, really are worth it. We go through a lot of training to do this, though. Um, and again, some of us will work with you on prices, but typically you're looking at about $29 upward. So um, in the place I train at, the each trainer kind of sets their own place to do it, but I typically will charge 45 for like two sessions a week, 40 for three to four, and depending on where you're at, um, 35 for three to five. If we go past that and we make something, and it, it depends on the goals you're looking at too, but that's just a general like spread is it, I will start to average it out and you will pay less and less if we do more and more. That way you don't have to pay as much overage overall. It's still paying, but it's not paying as much. And it, it's a little price decrease, but it's also a price decrease. And it's what I can do. Um, <laughs> and that, that'll change as I go through things and meet people and go through experiences too. Um, 
But yeah, on top of buying the gym membership, most people don't want to pay the extra. And that's understandable. It's a lot of money. So you need to know why you're getting into it. And that's why some gyms will offer free ones too, is to go, hey, are you interested in this? Would you like to check this out? Like, if you don't want it, that's fine. But this is here if you'd like to use this free resource to see, hey, this might be worth it. And that's a sales tactic. It is. Like, we want you to buy that service. But at the same point, we're not going to force you to do it. We know it's extra money. And we know it's extra money. We get that. To the same point, we want you to pay it. We don't want to pay it. We understand that. Like, when we have to pay for stuff like that, or if we had to pay for trainers, we'd be like, that's a lot of money. We get that. And so, like, looking at pricing and stuff, you can easily find where you're, like, meeting the goal on that. And if you really don't think your trainer's worth it, talk to them about that. But give them reasons for stuff. Don't just say, hey, you're terrible at this or whatever. Like, you know, constructive criticism. Like, I, I on a personal level, I, I appreciate that. I've gotten some really nice constructive criticism so far from my client and just from a few people I've talked to about it. It's it's an expensive business. We like we do charge a, a decent amount of money for a good session, but it's because there's so much in there we're giving you. We usually go a little bit longer than the time we're calling you to be able to have. You know, like so say like I train for 45 minutes usually on a normal session with one guy, and because I like doing this, I like to go a little farther. I don't charge him extra for the extra I'm doing because I like to see him getting this in. I like to see him getting extra out of this. Um, even though he's paying this for 45 minutes, I don't mind going extra and charging nothing more for it because it's fun. It's part, like, again, you find a good job you like, you don't work a day in your life. I'm not working when I'm doing this. I really just enjoy being able to work with him in this. Um, and like, that's how it should be in a lot of ways too. So it, it, it's a little pricey in some places. Work with the trainer. Sometimes the trainer can work with you. Sometimes corporate places won't do it. So sometimes you want to find a small hole in the wall place. It's not that the trainers there are any less good. It's just that they don't like corporate places usually. <laughs> um, and they're hard to work with some corporate places because sometimes it's like, oh, well, we're going to take like 40% of your, your what you're making in, a, in an hour. So like you're going to need at least three or four other clients to make anything you're doing worth it because you're going to get such a small dividend that's already most likely taxed if you're doing that on a W-2. You're going to get taxed. We're going to take stuff out. Then you have to live on that if you're tithing and doing gas and anything else. Like you literally have very little left. So it's hard. So like a lot of places I'm doing it, um, have a bit of a different way of doing it. So that's why I charge a little bit more on that. And again, I'm willing to work with people, but then you got this strange smile going on. Are you checking your braces? Or are you telling me something? No, okay, cool. Braces. You're good. I Sorry, really couldn't I, tell. I it was this evil looking smile. <laughs> he's got like, he's, he, like, all I see is like fangs coming out. And he's like, he's holding his teeth, like cleaning him. Like I'm going to eat something and kill it. Oh, I'm standing here going, I'm trying to focus. And I don't know if you're telling me to speed it up or whether you're just picking your teeth. That, nope. that, whew, that scared me, man. So really quick as a, as a quick <laughs> understatement. So people know what the heck just happened. Right. I have braces and oh. sometimes things get caught in them. Um, they have this one thing in the very far back past my anchor tooth and there's a little wire that keeps poking at me so I was just t like checking on that and so I, I tend to have to push my lip out of the way a significant amount and I think I scared the crud out of Michael with that yeah ooga booga I'm gonna eat you I couldn't tell if this was get in my belly it sounded I mean it sounded like a social sign I was like I don't know what this means and it looks scary and I think I should be paying attention but I'm not done going to eat you you look like a delicious little snacking uh, okay so do we have anything else to cover <laughs> yes, uh, motivation and time. Oh, okay, yeah, those are big ones. So time is the biggest reason people will not work out and will not do things is because they don't have the time. Um, so I'm going to break that myth. Guess what? You do have the time. You don't choose to use the time that way. Um, I'm not getting mean on anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. It probably will, and that's just what it is. Um, you really don't have the time. Guess what? You don't. You need to make the time to do it, or you will never have the time to do it. It will never happen unless you actually make the choice to do it and set aside time for it. If it's important, it's important. If it's not, it's not. That being said, 
motivation usually starts really quickly, peters out, and then if you put the dedication and time in, oh, stop laughing, that was a fine example. Fine word, it's a word. <laughs> okay, he's, yeah, sorry, he, I've lost track, he's, he's laughing in the background. Anyway, so as you start, most people get a really big high, like even January, you go like, New Year's resolution, I wanna lose weight, I wanna put on 20 pounds of muscle, I wanna like be Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever it is. You're working on that goal when you're in there really quickly, and then as, sudden, as soon as like a week and a half goes by, you're like, I'm tired of doing this. I don't want to do this. I could do other things, and it'd be so much easier. I just won't get stuff. And you go, well, the easier, you know, short term, let's not go in. And then you just stop going in. Around April was when all those like hard pushers from January are like, ah, well, I, I don't need it anymore. So you have anywhere from January to April time-wise where people don't do that, but that happens everywhere with all the choice and decisions, and it's really important. So that's that's one reason I'm kind of just a little harder on this. Um, as far as motivation goes, your life is not run on your motivation, or at least it shouldn't be. You have to build dedication to something, which comes from your starting motivation typically on what you want to do it, but your dedication comes when your motivation runs out. And your motivation will come back after your dedication is cemented. So we have different ways of looking at this, but there's a, a five-step contemplation program, basically, for kind of gauging where people are at. So you kind of have people starting in a pre-contemplation moment where they're like, yeah, I could see myself in a gym one day. Uh, it takes some time. You get to a contemplation point. It's a few months, typically, where you have to like sit through that. Um, and that's the point where they're like, yeah, I could actually see myself doing this somewhat soon. You have a work phase where they're starting to do that. They're seeking out help on that. You have the action phase and then you have maintenance. And maintenancing takes six months of dedicated maintenance in order to get to a place where it's not just action, but it's habit. So that motivation and dedication are the two really nice linked things we don't really think about. What was the other word I was supposed to talk about? It wasn't motivation, but it was... No, that was it. Oh, okay. It was cost, motivation, and time. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Um, cool. We talked about all of those. So, with that being said, those were the three questions I did have for you, Micah. And awesome. that really covers, like, an hour's almost worth of, like, <laughs> so, yeah. information. Yeah. I think this is definitely going to be the longest podcast we've put together. Not a problem. Um, which is okay. Uh, I'm sorry for anyone who hadn't was made it this far and one. wasn't expecting it to <laughs> yeah. be an hour long. Though, if you um, didn't make it this far, you won't hear our apology. <laughs> nope. That, that's the fun part. <laughs> um... And I think the other best part is at the end of this episode, once we get done talking, we do actually have something that we're plugging in that we just like had some fun beforehand. Yeah. And we thought we, you guys might like it too. What's um, this? It's our public service announcement about oh! <laughs> So we're both, um, he's an aspiring voice actor and I like to do voices. So we're just messing around. So I apologize to anyone who has any sensibilities. This is going to be really <laughs> funny, but also just stupid. It's going to hurt <laughs> anybody who has a few extra brain cells than the both of us yeah okay anyway i hope you guys like i hope this really doesn't affect anything negatively <laughs> it's okay it's that's okay that's, that's my fear play the video <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways you all have a great rest of your day thank, thank you, guys you guys so, so much. much uh and we will talk to y'all later don't forget to rate five stars on spotify and apple podcast and, and don't forget anchor oh yes anchor is very important we gotta make mm -hmm. sure you do know about the anchor toodles toodles and a dunzo. He has issued a clear stay away warning from Harold's bedroom. Oh, it smells like someone died. Wednesday night. All night. Possibility of following into Thursday morning with a slight chance of showers. No, with a slight chance of a shower. Oh, someone ate beans. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>